Welcome to Sash Says, a podcast providing insightful conversations, connecting pageants, people, and purpose, where we believe in wearing your invisible crown, walking in grace, and leaving a little sparkle wherever you go. And now, here's your host, business owner, beauty queen, speaker, pageant coach, and all-around Southern Belle, Leah Hatter. How did you get started competing in pageants? Why did you begin in the first place? Is it something that you've always done? Do you just not like sports? And the list of questions continue. (laughs) Y'all, I love that first question. How did you get started competing in pageants? Because to tell you the truth, um, I was a true rookie in pageantry, and I still consider myself as one in many ways. But back to chapter one, uh, when it all began. I started competing in pageants when I was in the sixth grade. I knew pageants existed, and I knew who Miss America was, and I knew that you walked across the stage in a pretty gown, and you waved to the crowd, and that was my limited competition knowledge. You could tell I was an absolute genius at the time. Backing up the timeline for just a minute, I'm around the third grade, my idol at the time, and well, she still is uh, one of my idols, um, was the famous Heather Whitestone McCallum. Um, Heather is a former Miss Alabama and Miss America 1995, and she is known to be the first Miss America with a disability. Well, my mother purchased a biography about Heather, and as I was reading it, I just could not put the book down. I was so enthralled with her story and how she overcame so many obstacles. And to me, it seemed that Heather uh, was the perfect example of someone who was determined um, to overcome so many struggles and... Ironically, I wanted to be just like her, but I didn't quite know how. Well, let's fast forward to the sixth grade. My middle school friends were talking about our school's beauty pageant coming up, and I had no idea that our middle school even had a pageant. Uh, Because I wanted to join my friends in something new, I remember grabbing an entry form and running home to tell my mom that I wanted to enter my first pageant and ironically be just like Heather because... She obviously was one of my idols. She was able to overcome so many obstacles. And if I entered this pageant, maybe, possibly, one day, could I become a Miss America just like my idol? Well, being completely new to the process, I was unsure of what type of dress to wear, how to do my hair. Um, I didn't know that you needed to wear heavier makeup on stage, nor the type of shoes required. Um, I didn't even know that there was a certain expectation to eventually have one of those, uh, what do you call it, uh, platforms? (laughs) Whatever that was. Uh, Or making sure that my face looked stage-ready with stage-ready makeup. So there's a difference between daily wear types of makeup styles and pageant makeup. I thought, oh, okay, whatever. But obviously, I had a lot to learn. So after gathering up much-needed pageant attire and beauty supplies, um, I was ready to enter the pageant. And standing backstage, it was so exciting. Um, I had a new pink-colored dress, new sparkly shoes, freshly curled hair, and I was ready to put on my biggest smile. And of course, I was standing amongst um, my fellow competitors, who also happened to be my friends, and they were all 
decked out and doodled up, as we say in the South. After hearing my name uh, called by the MC, I remember carefully walking about the stage, uh, making sure that I had landed on each X. There were three X's and I believe it was a T formation, y'all. And uh, to be honest, I probably looked down at every X. And uh, if you are about to enter your first pageant, FYI, I'm going to give you a quick tip. Don't do that. Do not look down. But I think I did anyway. Um, So I remember walking across the stage, looking at each X. I came to the bottom of the T formation. And as soon as I stopped at the very front of the stage near the judges table, I looked about and I could barely see because of all of the obnoxious stage lights. And I tried to do my best quarter turns. I didn't really know what to do with my hands. uh, So I remember just letting them kind of sit by my side and Um, I also remember walking off of the stage being a complete breeze, and it was possibly my most favorite part um, because I felt like I had conquered my nerves from my first pageant, and uh, there weren't that many turns which were required when you're walking off, so you know that's a plus. Um, But then again, I didn't know, and nobody had told me that usually when a contestant is walking off the stage, you need to at least turn around one more time, look at the judges one more time, pause before the MC lets you exit off the stage. You need to do something um, that's considered like a big grand finale uh, to make sure that the judges remember you or they remember something about you, but I didn't know. So then I had to wait uh, patiently backstage. So the way the pageant was conducted, um, the MC would announce each of the top 10 finalists and the 10 girls would stand in a line for a group view. And then each of the top 10 would come back onto the stage for um, another individual walk. And y'all, I just knew, I knew deep down in my soul that I had officially made it into the top 10. And so the top 10 announcement started. Um, we backstage, we were so excited, um, to hear that first name called for top 10. Uh, there were lots of surprised oohs and ahs and screams and, you know, people just going crazy backstage. Um, well, next came the second name, the third name, the fourth and so on. And right as the number seven name was called, I just knew that my name uh, would be called is probably, you know, number eight or number nine. Uh, so I continued to wait patiently. Then came number eight, number nine, and finally, <gasps> number 10. Unfortunately, my name was not called. Whew. I thought that I had failed and I thought that I was unsuccessful And like some typical middle school girls, I sat and I cried like a baby. And the next thing I know, the reigning queen is holding me backstage in a hugging embrace saying, oh, it's okay. You did so well. You'll be okay. And she's holding me and patting my back. Oh, have mercy. What a scene. Now that I look back on it, I'm thinking, Leah, why didn't you just get yourself together? But that was how I handled things at the time. I just had meltdowns and cried all the time. 
So, uh, you know, that was my very first beauty pageant experience. Um, but I am proud of the fact that I was able to leave the pageant that day, um, learning a lot about myself and of course, getting to carry home that prized participant trophy as a, uh, top 10, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> as a non placing a top 10 finalist, um, the little trophy was cute, I must say. But uh, to my surprise, and truly I surprised myself, I decided to try again the next year. And for the next three years, I placed as a top 10 finalist out of approximately 30 contestants each of those years. Um, I additionally won my first state level pageant award at 12 years old. And it was then that I began to wonder if I had some type of future in pageantry. And after several years of competing, I finally won my first title in college and I was hooked ever since. And some of you are thinking, okay, whatever. Um, so what's your point? Competing in pageants uh, was not always easy for me. I had to be coached. I was mentored. I found sponsors to cover my entry costs. Um, and it was not enjoyable to compete for almost a decade a decade before winning my first title. But I had a goal. I had a dream. I had a mission and I did not stop until I reached it. And I've continued to share my story to encourage others to pursue theirs. Um, to be as transparent as I can be about this, let me tell you something. I love to win pageants. I love to see my face in pageant articles. I enjoy making appearances with my platform and speaking to audiences all across the South, um, also nationally and internationally through social media. But the memory that I treasure the most is losing that first pageant. And you're probably thinking, what? That doesn't make sense. It does to me, and here's why. Um, I once heard someone say that in order to appreciate the victory, we have to appreciate climbing the mountains in our lives. For without the mountain climb, we'd have no appreciation for the victory. Well, <laughs> the beginning and the next few years related to that beginning of my pageant journey probably must be equivalent to climbing Mount Everest. Just saying. <laughs> Woo, did I struggle? And I climbed and I climbed and I struggled and I climbed and I climbed and I climbed. Do I feel sorry for myself? Do I feel weird that it took me longer to win? Do I feel inadequate or insecure about my story? Absolutely not. Because I learned more in that moment of losing than I did in my top winning moments. And Queens, if I had stopped competing my seventh grade year and on, I wouldn't have known that I was capable of winning several titles later on. I wouldn't have known that I was confident enough to enhance my public speaking skills in front of larger audiences. I wouldn't have been able to cheer so many other contestants on within their pageant systems and watch them either win or place. And I wouldn't have been able to participate as a queen in several uh, charity uh, functions and events that raised funding um, for special causes to help others in need. And I certainly would have been, wouldn't have been able um, to open Sash Pageant Consulting. I wouldn't have been able 
uh, to know that I could open up a social media pageant network that reaches so many contestants, queens, former queens, and other entrepreneurs who are just trying to make a difference out there related to pageantry. And y'all, I wouldn't have known if I had stopped that night that even though I kept failing over and over and over to win a pageant, I eventually was able to get up and keep pressing forward. And if I had quit that night in the sixth grade, if I had said, I'm not going to continue within the pageant field anymore, any longer, I wouldn't have known that I was strong enough and that I was capable enough to keep pressing forward to obtain my goal. As Winston Churchill once said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Queens, don't give up. Keep going. And to the pageant rookies, hop in, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Spoiler alert, I did not win Miss America. Forgot to include that fact within the episode. Sorry about that. I did, however, feel like Miss America during many crowning moments. And again, I am so thankful that I did not quit competing in pageantry when I had the opportunity to proceed in the seventh grade after that sixth grade pageant experience. As I said earlier, don't give up. Keep going. Please stay tuned for the next episode featuring Randy Cole, Mrs. Kansas United States 2019. Until then, rain on queens and be awesome today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sash Says. Tune in for more engaging conversations soon. Until then, rain on. Thank you.